This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cripps Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> um, so, Dean, you may have seen on um, Lorraine, on, um, is it called GMTV still? Or? No, no, um, so there's it's a show on days. before us, right. which is, uh, God, I've forgotten what GMB, it's called. Yeah. It's GMB now. Good Morning yeah. Britain. Good Morning Britain. Britain. Good, uh, with Piers Morgan and, uh, and the lovely Susanna Reid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I've been on Lorraine for the last seven years. Um, so, cooking up a storm in the mornings. Um, trying to <laughs> look busy, um, yeah. But you know, I mean, it's something that I absolutely love doing, and uh, it kind of suits the sort of food that I love to cook as well. So it's all about sort of home cooked family food. Yeah. And in the mornings, when you're cooking sort of um, evening meals, is that a bit strange to sort of try evening meals in the morning? Yeah. Sometimes. I it, think that yeah. Imagine. Sometimes it's a little bit strong to kind of try and stomach a curry at half eight in the morning. But, but you can't keep cooking full English breakfast, can you? No, no, so, you know, we run out of brunch ideas fairly fairly quickly. So, yeah, you know, we, we kind of have a mix of food on there. So sometimes we do a little bit of sweet, you know, we do a little bit of baking, but predominantly it is mostly kind of evening family meals. Um, but the way I look at it, Lorraine's probably been up since about three in the morning anyway, so it's yeah, kind exactly. of her dinner time, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not too bad. She didn't go to bed. Yeah, yeah, so you're a bit, little bit jet-lagged, I, I guess. What time do you have to get up in the morning for that then? It's actually not too bad. Um, I've got to be in the studios for seven o'clock. Right, okay. We go live at half eight. Mm. Cooking's normally around nine, so I've got a couple of hours just to kind of get my head around things. Yeah. Um, get all of my prep work done. Yeah. Alongside Here's my... one you made earlier. Yeah. Alongside my lovely home air who makes everything really nice and simple. Um, yeah, do you know what? Actually, there's a lot of script... That you can't, I know it looks like a freestyle, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, there's, there are a lot of talking points, a lot of script that we do have to get across during the, during the, um, the actual item. And a lot of the times, we're really, really up against time. Yeah. So um, it starts off as right. You got five and a half minutes mm. just before you go and live. It's, it's down. Yeah, it's it's down to five. Yeah. Next thing, we're just about to go live. Then the rain says. I was about to try and do the accent then. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, can you do it in three? Yeah. No. <laughs> but I, you know, she's not asking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're always up against it a little bit. So mm. they kind of leave us to get our heads around that, you know, and we've got a fantastic team behind the scenes mm. that, that help us out to get the food out in three or four minutes. You've got the person in your ear telling you to speed up? Or is it yeah, just yeah, yeah, no, we've got, we've got a countdown. You know, they, they say blokes can't multitask, Well, I've had to learn fairly quickly, you know, so not only am I talking to Lorraine, I'm trying not to burn stuff, I've got someone screaming at me, uh, you know, so is it, there are a lot of sort of things that you have to keep in mind and it's always kind of a little bit of fun yeah. because you never know what's going to happen. That's, I suppose that's the joys of life I, cooking. I think that's what people actually probably enjoy as well is, is that sort of, you know, is it going to go to plan, that sort of stuff. Yeah, they absolutely love it when we make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> if, if things do go wrong, you laugh about it. Yeah, you of course. You don't, get, you don't get torn off afterwards, though. No, do you know what? I think probably the worst one that ever happened to me, um, I was actually cooking uh, a sticky toffee apple tray bake. 
really, really nice recipe. Um, but we're always using different bits of cooking equipment that we're kind of not familiar with. So I was actually whisking up a nice little batter. And um, for some reason, this particular whisk had a reverse on it. I, I do not know why. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So it's three speeds backwards, one speed forward. Well, why, why would you need that? Mm. You know, so I've literally gone to turn it off. But as I pulled it out of the batter, I've hit it into reverse and it's just <laughs> plastered Lorraine with a load of cake batter. So I'm like, oh no. And then the actual whisk popped out. Um, I actually thought, after I thought, oh no, this is not going to go down too well. The next week, it was kind of a run up of the uh, the best moments of the year that was on there. So <laughs> I was going to say, that must have been on like, you know, April on the night thing. Must, well, it must have been on a few of those programmes. You never know. It might be on there one day. I'm sure, we could YouTube. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a good, good impression of. Uh... Good bit on that, didn't you? What's his name? Oh, Dennis, yeah, that's the old, old school Dennis Norden. <laughs> Who is it now? It's um, yeah, um, So we've spoken a little bit about your, your current roles there, but just just take a step back in time and just talk about your growing up in Bristol. Okay, yeah. Um, a bit of background, where you went to school, that sort of thing. Yeah, where, cool. where you lived. Um, well, I've lived in Bristol my whole life. Yeah. Um, actually, grew up in Hengrove, right by the old cycle track. I don't know whether you guys. Know Mark. that one? Just so just off of Airport Road? Where the sort of the cinema is in Matthew Clark, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah, so it's actually on, on the main road. Where the cinema is, that main road through okay. there is, is Airport yeah. Road. I lived um just down there by the uh by the what was at the time the fighting cocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Really nice really nice pub that was. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason I thought you were um sort of more like Oldland way. No, than, no, no, I've always li- I've always lived South Bristol. Um Yes, I mean, it's, it's a place that I absolutely love. I grew mm. up here. Um, I did live away for a couple of years whilst I, uh, I went off to university. But, yeah, I kind of, you know, I, I attended all the local schools. Uh, I made some good friends. And I love Bristol, to be honest with you. So I always knew once I finished uni, I was going to come back to Bristol. Um, it didn't kind of work out to plan. Mm. I actually studied photography. Right, okay. Um, never taken a picture since. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, like most students, I, I came out of uni. I was a little bit skinned, my dad said. What uni was... What? Um, I, I studied in Falmouth. Oh, my, oh nice. Oh, my friend's young uh, lad is studying photography oh, okay. at Falmouth, so that's, that's the main kind of place to go. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good place. I think, basically, I want to live in Cornwall for yeah, a few well, years, you know, so yeah, that was... Yeah. The, you know, there, yeah, there is an upside to it as well, but, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic course down there as well. Um, but, yeah, like most students, I came out, I was a little bit skinned, my dad said. Mm. Come and work with me just for a few months, go and follow your dream after that. Seven years later, so I, was, was I was driving a digger. Right. So, um, yeah, you kind of just get caught up um, in a bit of a moment, you know, like life becomes... You get your feet under the steering wheel. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? I, yeah. That's exactly what it was. I was just, I was very happy, content. Um, and then, for some crazy reason, I decided to enter into MasterChef. And that was that. But you obviously did cooking at home. Yeah, I, just, I loved cooking. Um, cooking yeah, yeah. I, I think... It stems from my childhood, really. We we came from a family where food was always a massive part of what we did. You know, yeah. we, we had our big family parties, and yeah, there was always quite a few ciders and beers knocking around. But for yeah. us, especially as kids, yeah. it was all about the food. You know, yeah. going down to my nan's house, there would always be big pots of curries. And well, I'll take another step back. My my nan was from South Africa, so okay. she kind of cooked all these amazing South African dishes, and they were always just great big pots of, of di- these di- dishes curries yeah. Brady's you know on the table and as kids we would just look forward to it so much mm. going down and spend time with our cousins and our family mm. and just 
chowing on loads of nice food. And so is, that, that, is that South African sort of food that's something that's progressed through and something you still do? Uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, it's something that I cook at home on a very regular basis. Um, I think, you know, the food that you eat as a child always tends to have yeah, that little kind of... Memory, yeah, isn't it? yeah exactly. And I think smells. food's got that unique property to be able to do that to yeah. people. It can kind of bring people together. Mm-hmm. And whether that's through food memories, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the main ones. So, yeah, it's definitely something I cook all of the time at home. And, you know, it's, it's something that I hope my little one takes on board from yeah. me, you know, as you'll yeah. grow up enjoying these dishes and cook for her kids, you know, and I want them to be passed down through the generations. So what is South African cuisine? Is it, is it elements of Dutch because of uh, influence going back? Or is it, it's quite meat-based, isn't it? Is it meat-heavy? Um, do you know what? There's so many different influences in, in South Africa. So my family are actually from a Malay background, so there are a lot of kind of curries and, and kind of Malaysian-inspired dishes, so very kind of fragrant, spicy... You know, um, one of the dishes we grew up on was a, it's called a lamb brady, which is basically... You play for Arsenal. <laughs> back in, back in the old 70s, yeah. It's a dish with like a rice, but it's kind of sweet. It may be a savoury dish, but it's got a sweet rice. No, I no. Think um, there, there's, a, there's a dish called baboti, which it, is yeah. kind of like the South African cottage pie. Yeah. Um, uses lamb mince, but apricots and it's almost kind of got a set custard Sorry. on the top. <laughs> um, well, there's a load of steaks knocking around there. there. Um, but yeah, Brady's basically like a spicy tomato stew. And, you know, it was always made with the real cheap cuts of meat. And my mm. nan used to make it with scrag end of lamb, which is the neck. You know, great big bits of neck in there with mm. the bone in, you know, where you get all the flavour from. And for years and years, I always remember as a kid, you know, we'd, we'd always save the little white bit in there for last. And that was always our favourite bit as kids. And it was only a few years later we realised that was a spinal cord, which, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, probably wouldn't go down too well these days but you know it's it's that sort of food which kind of inspires me and creates some memories um but i i love i love food and i love food from from all around the world so i take inspiration from everywhere excellent um so obviously you got into cooking a master chef was 2006 did you it was, was yeah. It? yeah just a bit of research yeah. um but how did you go from master chef into tv because you say you've been doing that for seven years now well, I've actually been doing it a lot longer than that, to, okay. be, uh, to be honest. Um, I'll tell you how it happened. When I first came out of MasterChef, I didn't want to do TV. I had a few offers to do different bits and pieces. It wasn't something that I was drawn to. I, I didn't enter MasterChef for that particular reason. Mm-hmm. It was just... Was it just to test yourself and see where you... Uh, do you know what I think it was? Yeah. I watched the first series when it was relaunched. Mm-hmm. Now, can you guys remember the old series with Lloyd Grossman? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I remember Lloyd, yeah. It was quite... For me, it was quite a elitist kind of programme back then, right. you know. There were quite a few snobby kind of yeah, cooks on yeah. there, you know, cooking very classic French dishes, you know. Mm. Never even heard of any, yeah, you know. It wasn't really Joe Public, was it? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and then it got relaunched back in 2005, and it was... It became accessible. It was like, actually, you know, normal people could actually yeah. have a go at this. And I didn't realise it actually stopped. Did it stop for a few yeah, years? Yeah, it stopped for a few years, uh, and then okay. it got relaunched with, with John and Greg. Right. Um, and it got renamed Master Chef Goes Large, okay. <laughs> which is a little bit cheesy, but you know, Kevin and, Kevin and Perry. yeah, a little bit of Kevin and Perry. Um, but yeah, it, 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 when it came back on, I, I was just engrossed in it. I literally, I used to rush in from work every day. Sorry, I'm going to say Lloyd engrossed in it. Well, very good. Oh, very good. good. <laughs> That's why you brought him along. <laughs> <laughs> you can go back here. Yeah. <laughs> like um, yeah, so it was something that I'd rush in from work. I'd stick it on, and I was just totally engrossed in the whole series. And then 
end of the series it popped up and it said to enter to enter mm. you know apply here and um, yeah I suppose the rest is history it was just kind of I'd never dreamt I would get as far as I did because yeah. I read then you got pipped to second Oh, no, I got robbed. And it was a, <laughs> yeah, and it was a massive outrage. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a pretty crazy time, to be honest. Um, not that I'm bitter or anything. The, view, you know, I, um, the viewers weren't happy you, no, you didn't win with it. Do you know what? I think in a way it kind Get of Get your worked. head off the table, Dean. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I just, no. <laughs> um, Ten years ago. I, so you're I, kind of a Will Young of a cooking game. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Some, something like that. A little bit of a JLS. Yeah, um, yeah I think within, within an hour of the result going out, there were... The BBC had 10,000 complaints. 10,000? 10,000 complaints. What was, the, what was the crux of the... Uh... Um, basically, I'll just kind of give a brief overview. I pretty much won every task through the semi-finals and the final. Yeah. And I did all right in the final as well. Mm. Who knows? And it's just the judge's decision. Yeah, the judge's decision. It came down to it. Um, but, you know, it, everything happens for a reason. And, mm. and to be honest with you... Hasn't hurt, has it? 12, 12 years on. <laughs> so I, did, did the person win it? Are they, are they anybody? Are they, they're not on... Um, don't, nah, don't give him any airtime. Nah, no, don't nah, give him nah, any airtime. Nah. <laughs> we, we won't mention his name. <laughs> um, yeah, is but he available for next one? <laughs> <laughs> He's not from Bristol. No, sure. no. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it obviously opened up a lot of doors for me. And a, a couple of years after that, I got offered a TV show uh, called Take on the Takeaway, which I wasn't going to get to do any cooking, but but basically you've seen, have you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you see what I had to do then? I don't know. I think you were on it, yeah, but it feels more recent than that. No, no, it was a long, long yeah. time ago now. It's probably about. I'm getting old, I suppose. <laughs> nine years ago, eight, eight, nine, maybe even ten years ago. Yeah. I was driving around on a little chicken chaser moped. It, yeah. Um, you know, travelling around these takeaways. But the reason I did that was I was going to get to work with alongside all of my food heroes. Yeah, right. So Ken Hom, Gary Rhodes, Angela Hartnett, Novelli, you know. I thought, oh, do you know what? I can't not do this. Mm. Uh, so, so I did it, and the rest is history. I kind of, not long after that, I, I got approached to do an audition at ITV to to cook on this morning with right. Holly and Phil. Yeah, and I've been at ITV ever since. Wow, excellent! That's really good. Um, I had a question. Obviously, to, yeah, it's not even just the cooking skills, and you get because you've obviously got the face for TV. The, you, you're confident on TV. Well, it wasn't always the case, to be honest with you. Um, as I said, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do uh, completely. And I think a lot of it was to do with confidence. Yeah. Because I thought to myself, well, how can a guy like myself, who you know really wasn't a trained chef, go and tell people how to cook? Mm. You know. So a lot of time, it did hold me back quite a bit. And especially when I watched back my initial uh, shows that I did on this morning you know you could just see the nerves yeah. kind of just bubbling out and it was because I wasn't confident you know totally in myself you know so I would really kind of almost over prepare for every mm. eventuality yeah. you know any question that was thrown at me and I think there were too many things going on in my head and I think one day I just kind of realised I needed to actually start enjoying it yeah, because that's, that's why I cooked mm. it's because I, I enjoyed it you know and people were either going to like what I did or not, and it was almost I like had a bit of a eureka moment, and from then on, it was just I went in and I just started to enjoy it, and I think that definitely shows in in, in what I do now. Yeah, no, excellent. Um, I had a question from um, someone I was chatting to just before this about MasterChef, and they said in the quarterfinals, the previous um, finalists all cook meals, 
Is this correct? No, they come back and they eat. They come back and cook yeah, meals. They come back for tasting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they so they have to like eat loads and loads of meals. Yeah. So that was the question was do they actually eat all those meals in one sitting or is it filmed over a few days? Yeah, well, I've been lucky enough to uh, be asked back over the last few years to, to go and judge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you do have to eat all of those meals. Um, I think the last tasting that I did, there were 10 plates of food. But you have to be a little bit crafty about it, you know? You can't go in... Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to deter your uh, thoughts on meal six and seven if you've had... One yeah, to exactly. Five. So you, you just taste. You've got you just you've, have to taste a little bit to get the flavours and the feel yeah, of it. Exactly. You don't so, have to eat all of it. I mean, Jay no, Rayner no, might do, no. but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. no, you, you don't have to eat everything. <laughs> and uh, the nightmare scenario is uh, what happened a couple of years ago. The first four plates of fruit that we had were incredible. Right. And we just wanted to eat everything. <laughs> and then the next five plates were inedible. <laughs> so you're like, oh, I wish I would have polished that off, you know? So, you know, you kind of, you have to be so fair. You, in a box. you have to be fair. But I did have um, probably one of the best MasterChef moments since the series restarted a couple of years ago when I was guest judging. Um, and there was a guy on there. We got his menu. And you have to kind of look at the menu, have a little read, and kind of work out what the dish is going to be but his was very simple it just said beans on toast <laughs> plum dumpling and we're thinking is he going to do something a little bit Heston Bloom, uh, Blumenthal-esque yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know a little bit of American guy uh, no he was from Manchester oh, okay. actually yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. and we thought he was going to do a little bit of molecular gastronomy and um, what actually came out were beans on toast <laughs> <laughs> with some really greasy sausages and we were a little bit kind of whoa What's going on here? Take it back to basics. Yeah, a little bit. And then the, the um, dessert came out, and it literally looked like an ostrich egg. And one of the other judges said to him, he said, what is this? <laughs> and he said, well, what I've done, I've taken a plum, I've taken a stone out, I've put a sugar cube in the middle, I've wrapped it in a potato dough, and I've boiled it. And the guy's gone... Wow, like, do, do you like it? He's like, no, not really. So, well, why are you cooking it for us, you know? And it literally was the worst thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> I thought the punchline was going to be, and it was absolutely lovely. No, no, it was terrible. Obviously not, no. Um, okay, so more of a, a general question now. Um, I've written, you're on I'm a Celeb, question mark. So my first question is, have you ever been approached for I'm a Celeb, and would you do it? I did have an audition a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Um Obviously, I didn't get it. audition for it? Yeah. Well, it's one of those shows. Everyone wants to get on it. Oh, right. Because, you know... It's it's a massive show, isn't it? Put it this way. It's one of the biggest flagship shows on TV. On ITV. If if you've got... And has relaunched a few careers. Yeah, if you've got... got your foot in the door at ITV as well. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't always work out like that. (laughs) Why have you picked some ridiculous people and they could have had you? And you're well known. You've been on TV quite a long time. Well, do you know what? It's off reality TV. I think the thing for me is... The show that I work on, if you've got a job, still going you in. probably aren't going to see it. Exactly, um, yeah, so it's yeah. a very small market. You know, The people that watch Breakfast TV probably know me, but mm. people who come home from a long day at work and... Maybe that you watch The Rain on Catch-Up. Yeah, they, well, you, yeah, you wouldn't be, you'd well, be surprised. Apart from when they interview you, obviously. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would probably do it. Um, not for any kind of strategic reasons you know in, in terms of furthering my career again testing I, yourself I, I'm all about experiences in life and I think that's the reason why I kind of push myself to do a lot of things and I do think if you, you know if you've got an opportunity sometimes to do something you've, you've kind of got to take it up mm, if, you, yeah. if you were there every time that food comes down <laughs> it'd just be pushing your <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly <laughs> well I was, 
I was actually speaking to to a guy that was on it last year. Finalist straight away. And um, he said the food scenario was the hardest part. He said because people think that they get given food yeah. outside you get, like, of like a tail of a you know a possum or something, yeah. don't you? What he said like if, if you don't win the tasks, you're literally living off of rice, beans, 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 pulses, rice. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. But tiny portions. Unless and you catch a rat like um, Gino did. Gino yeah. DeCampo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think it would be a show that I would, I would love to do because, as I said, one of life experiences, it would be pretty incredible. It but at the same be. time, I think the people would drive me absolutely yeah. insane. That's part of the test, isn't it, is living with different characters for yeah, that amount of time. Yeah, they'll always put in a few that are going yeah, to grate on you yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, the food side of it... I think I'd struggle with. I love mm. my food. Yeah. Um, but I think the worst thing would be those eating challenges. I was going to say, would yeah. you do it? You'd I think you'd have to try, but meat. there's one thing I couldn't do is that's, that's the fish eyeballs. Oh, yeah. It's when they explode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. nah. Mm. Not for me. But <laughs> the thing is, if you didn't do it, they're just going to vote for you constantly, aren't exactly, you? Exactly, yeah. yeah. There's one person who does like every challenge for the first... Just, I'm taking a step back slightly, but you said about auditions. With MasterChef, then, can you take us behind the scenes slightly? Because I'm a big fan. I'll be honest, I didn't, don't think, for some reason, I didn't watch it, your series, but I've watched it ever since. But, so you audition, and are Greg and John involved, or is it just a production team? And, you know, was it, you know, do, they, do you think they choose people partially on the food and partially on the personality? And um, Okay, so you do have to audition. Yeah. Uh, I think... I was on it fairly early on in the MasterChef story. Mm. Uh, I think there are around 6,000 people that applied. I mean, lots more now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a juggernaut now. It's, it's one of the, the most watched shows on, yeah. on TV. I think 13 million people tuned in for the last final, you know? So it's huge now. Yeah. Um, and I think people are very savvy in the way they know it. they can launch a career mm. off, off the back of appearing yeah. on one of these shows. I think back... Back then, we were a little bit naive, you know, because yeah. you didn't know what was going to happen. No. I, I didn't realise all these years on I was going to be working in food. Mm. But funnily enough, I did my audition just across the road from here, oh, okay. um, in in the hotel. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, so I went in. We had to take a dish, and we basically got grilled by three of the producers. You know, they're, they're talking to us about food, this, that, and, and whatever. But you know, I'm not naive enough to think that they don't like a story either. Mm. Um, so I suppose at the time it didn't dawn on me, but, mm. you know, a, a guy that drives a digger, <laughs> you know, kind of a, a... Not a dead-end job, because I used to, I used to enjoy it, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's maybe not a job that you would particularly kind of look at someone and say, he's going to go home and he's going to cook <laughs> like this extravagance. That's, you that's know? what they like it, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think obviously having a story does, does play a part. Um, you don't actually get to see John and Greg until you walk in that door, first off, you know, right. you walk in there, first thing I did was a mystery box, and you walk in, you're like, oh my God, you know, there's John and Greg, and <laughs> you know, the nerves are setting in. Yeah. Um, but I think you're under absolutely, you know, no different impression as soon as you walk in there. It's, mm. it's a TV show, mm. just as much as it is a cooking competition. Yeah. Um, so mm. the pressure is, is pretty intense. Do John and Greg chat to you or only when they need to? Or do they chat in between scenes and... No, so it's, they, they pretty much... Basically hate them. <laughs> they, they, no, do you know what? They, they pretty much keep themselves to themselves. Okay. I guess they um, can't be sort of um, seen to be speaking to someone more than someone no, else. No, exactly. And, and I think if you start building relationships because you are, you're actually with them quite a long time, yeah, you know, yeah. 
from when I first started in the semi-finals until I finished filming the final, mm. I was away from home for two months, right. pretty much. So, you know, you are going to spend a lot of time with them and, and you get to travel to incredible places. Mm. So, you know, you are going to be around them, but they do keep their distance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course, John is, uh, John is now dating a celebrity master winner, isn't he? Is it Lisa Falconer he's dating? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, celebrity master, Jeff Ryan, okay. Um, I was going down the I'm a Celeb road because um, I was going to get to a question because when you're down to the final two in I'm a Celeb you have to choose what starter main and dessert you would have so that's my question what okay. starter if you were Ooh. in the semi-finals and you're, uh, you haven't eaten for two or three weeks however long it is properly what would your starter main and dessert be? Wow that, see I love food from so many different places and, and um Probably my favourite place in the world to eat at the moment is a place in London called Hoppers, which is a Sri Lankan place. Not Hooters. No, not Hooters. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, yourself confused. So I, I love those really kind of strong, fragrant. Is that like a, a lot of fish curries in Sri Lankan? Yeah, yeah, like they do. Coconut yeah. based. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like, like heroin, isn't it? Well, actually, my, my favourite one from there is actually a bone marrow curry. Okay. okay. And it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it would either be that. For my main, for my main, or a roast dinner. I'll have a little think about that in yeah. a minute. Okay. Dessert-wise, it would have to be chocolate, chocolate and salted caramel. Well, just a bar of chocolate on a plate. Yeah, or? a Snickers. <laughs> 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 no, it, it maybe um, just something like a really nice, rich chocolate tort. Okay. Um, great big dollop of clotted cream. Oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> I get hungry now. So I'm going to mix it completely up, and then okay. maybe maybe even for my starters, um, I do like a little bit of seafood for my starters. So maybe some crab. Okay. I love crab. Crab cocktail, sort of. Or yeah, just let's uh... go for it. Let's go for a prawn <laughs> cocktail. Let's just take it right back. Crab, into the glass. crab and prawn cocktail. Wow. <laughs> With a Mary Rose sauce. Right, obviously, being a chef, I can't I can't always get my head around this, right? You're a chef, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you go for a roast dinner, right? You, as Dean Edwards, and you went to a restaurant. Are you looking at kind of a few roast potatoes kind of perfectly placed on a plate with a straddle by a runner bean. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or do you want to go into a big carvery, whack it all on and just tuck in? It's so a quality or quantity, is that question? I think... Is presentation me- the main thing? No, it's not, it's not presentation. It's, it's, it's all about the, the flavour yeah. and, and, and what you get from you it. You've got, you got so, like a Jenga of chips now. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, they, 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 they take it a little bit too far. And I, what annoys me the most is when you kind of, you know, you go into a restaurant and they, they serve you your meal on a board or yeah. and you think, where's this, sauce, where, where's this sauce going to go in a minute, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's all over your legs. And <laughs> so I think a lot of times it's more kind of style over substance. And I mean, I don't, I don't like messing around. I want to go and I want to have a plate. Yeah. But I do enjoy a really incredibly cooked yeah. piece of meat, you know, mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be 20 roasters on there. Three or four. Yeah, yeah. just thousand. I can find it in restaurants where you kind of... Goose fat. You order, order a steak, and then you've got to order your veg separately. I, I class that as a whole meal. Yeah, when, yeah. When I order a steak, I expect to have veg and that on it. Yeah, there is that. Um, it actually does annoy me a little bit when you go into a steak place and, you know, chips don't come with it. Yeah. I think. They do come with it at Steak of the Art in Bristol, where <laughs> if you come in and mention our podcast, you get 10% off. Carry on. <laughs> okay, so a little question for you then. Do you think Yorkshire pudding should come with every roast or Ooh. just with beef? Or do you ask for Ooh. one? My, my youngest girl loves uh, Yorkshire pudding and she, she, taunts, she turns it into a, veg, a vegetarian box. 
because she got it and she puts one, one of veg inside of it so to her as a vegetarian but I wouldn't think to take that on board I wouldn't think to ask for them with every roast but I'd happily have them yeah classically <laughs> everything classically you think what's, what's breakfast and you think of cereals but it doesn't yeah. have to be so you think of roast beef and Yorkshire's I'd have, I think I went to someone's house I can't think who it was because it's not important and I, we had chicken and they said do you want the roast, pu- uh, roast puddings well it doesn't make sense but I will have them yeah so I yeah happily have them with anything. I think I'd have Yorkshire pudding with every yeah every meat. I actually had a I went up to Bradford um, for for filming a couple of years ago and I actually had a curry in a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> it was probably one of the worst things I've ever eaten in my life. A lot of um, roasts um, Yorkshire puddings actually come with stuff in it as well, don't they? Just a little bit of stuff in it sometimes. Yeah, a little ball of stuff in. Or sausages, totally all. Um, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, on episode... Any red meat, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> episode 39, we had ice cream tacos on. Okay. Oh, I know you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, Mark Powell. Um, and since then, I've been having them around every other week, I think, more or less. But um, fan of Mexican food? Yeah, love Mexican food. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Um, actually, myself and Mark go back a long way. Play football together. Yeah, right? we play football when we were kids. Mm. Um even back then, he was an absolute monster. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he was he was a lad. You know, that was six foot tall when we were like nine years old. Right. You know, so he was the bruiser in the team. So <laughs> you don't want to get on the wrong side of him. But I love that Mark is find his passion and really yeah, mm. followed up. And you know, you only have to talk to him about Mexican food, and he's deep into it. Yeah. You know, he and is. and he's he's into the authentic processes. Um, and I love that and I love that he's chased his dream and he's starting to really build up mm-hmm. a great following so um, yeah big shout out to, uh, to Mark in Ice Cream Tacos you yeah. know what I mean he's, he travels around doesn't he yeah I saw him on Sunday actually yeah he goes, he's doing a lot of festivals and stuff obviously yeah. summer festivals and um, yeah but still still making making time to come around my house as well so thanks for that Mark <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got your your starter your main and your dessert um, question I don't know if you want to ask that one Mike because that was your question if you, were, if you were to open a restaurant? Okay, yeah. If you were to open a restaurant, what would it be? What Would you stick to one type of food, one sort of cuisine? <clears throat> well, I think restaurants are going in a certain direction at the moment. Mm. And I think restaurants are getting known for doing one thing mm. incredibly well. Then doing, you know, you know these stupid menus mm. that have got 15 pages to yeah. them, you know? You can't carry that much produce and cook real fresh food. So I think... It's an intelligent way to, to actually cook. Mm. Um, so if I did do something, uh, it would definitely be something along the lines of maybe street food. You know, yeah. food that you could... Like that bistro slash street food? Yes, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm not into real faffy kind of restaurant, fine dining, mm. a la carte, you know. Yeah. Not into that, you know. The, the sort of food that I love is somewhere that you can go, you can pick up something. Something like St. Nick's Market. You know, I got there quite a lot. You know, they've got that amazing kind of food hall at the yeah, back. Yeah. You've only got to have a little look at that. Um, I can't remember exactly what it's called. I think it's Matina. Okay. They do the wraps. Yeah, right. The queue's right down the other yeah. end, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you go there and they cook the bread in front of you. And then they cook your meat and they've got these amazing salads. And it's something so simple. You don't need to do a million things. Mm. You know, it's do like one... hand food, really. Exactly. Do one thing yeah. really, really well and you're on to a winner. Mm. What do you think about... Whopping the Wharf, have you been there by the M Shed or by the cargo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it down there. Yeah. I think it's got a really good vibe. I think they've got some great 
great places mm. to eat down there as well, you know. And you, you, there's a mix of everything. You can actually get your fine dining down there. Yeah. Um, you can actually get your street food. You can go and have a sit down. You can sit outside. Uh, you can go and get a beer. You can yeah. get a nice coffee. You can get some lovely bread, cakes. You know, so there's something for everyone. If you're a foodie, it's definitely a destination yeah. to visit. And, mm. and if I was to do something, it would be in a place, something yeah. like that, where you... I think it's been happening up in London for years and years, but, you know, there are foodie destinations mm. that people are going to, these street markets, street food places, where you might have 15, 20 different producers, suppliers, but people go there and they try loads of little different things. And mm. I think that's the way it's going. And, you know, Bristol's always been maybe a year or two behind everyone else, yeah. but, you know, we get there. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I love the containers. Yeah, I'm I think, slowly I think it's a place great off idea. my list. I've done the chicken shed. <laughs> Whopping Wharf Bingo. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> chicken shed, which is as it, you know, they do chicken. That's yeah. it's um, Josh Egerton's place, isn't it? I think. No, no, Josh oh. has got salt and salt, malt. Salt. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. The chicken shed was good. Uh, salt and malt's on the list. I did Spontino yesterday. I had a nice po' boy, and then um, place like pigsty. Pigsty, yeah. I had the uh, pig mac, yeah. <laughs> Mac and then there's PLT. There's so much choice down there, and yeah. yeah, salt and malt just opening down there because I've been to the salt and malt in Tulix yeah, yeah, quite a few times, and it's always really nice and it's gluten free as well, which my wife is uh, a big fan of. Um, so yeah, get yourself down to Wapping Wharf and get Wapping Wharf bingo. And the ice, well, the ice creams are amazing. But if, oh, I'm ticking, I'm ticking the Oliver's off about every day I go there. We went the other day, <laughs> um, myself, my friend, we took our kids down. We went to Spontino. Mm-hmm. Had a great big filthy burger in there, mm-hmm. and then we were walking past, and the kids said, "Oh, can we get an ice cream?" And we went in, and it was it was one of those. Shall I have one? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but I didn't just have the ice cream; I had to have the waffle <laughs> with the ice cream, with clotted cream on the top, <laughs> chocolate <laughs> sauce, and it was like yeah. I came yeah. out, I could hardly walk. My uh, my uh, recommendation is the Calypso Kitchen. Have you been in that one yet? I've not, but I love Caribbean food. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Jerk chicken wrap in there, lovely. So jerk, is it? Because I don't like hot food. I like it wasn't too hot. I just like spice and flavour. Yeah, no, it wasn't too spicy. It was, yeah. it was just nice, and you can always top it up with a little bit of extra hot sauce if you want. Well, I this is a thing. That, the best thing for me at Chicken Shed, which should be the chicken, was the paprika chips. Okay. Just, I don't know. I guess they cook them or they just sprinkle uh, pa- paprika, paprika, how you pronounce it, on top. Just gives it a nice. I've got an intolerance to paprika. Don't go there. <laughs> makes my makes my nose itch. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it's no joke. Um, okay, so obviously Bristol born and bred. Bristol's your home. Love Bristol. Just a few quick fire questions about Bristol. Cool. Um, not not a quiz. Um, Favorite tourist attraction. If you had someone coming in from out of town, where would you where would you take them? Do you know? What? I think you have to pay a visit to. The suspension bridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if that involves a little trip to the Avon Gorge to take in those views. <laughs> Which, coincidentally, I learned the other day that it's now a hotel to van. Is it? Avon Gorge. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it has changed. I went in the other week to try and watch the football. Yeah. And they've. they've yeah. So, in the, like, well, in the White Lion, they used to have the bar in the middle, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, that bar is now off to the side. So, it's all completely different. I haven't seen it for myself. We were just chatting about it the other night. But, I got so, married in the Avon Gorge Hotel. Yeah. Any famous guests? Only to the, my wedding oh. reception. Oh. Steve Lansdowne does carry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a name drop. <laughs> um, so, tourist attraction. Um, where would you go for a burger? Ooh, so, that's a good question because I do love a good burger. 
Um, have you from, been to Ui? Yeah. Ui Dino. Is that as good as yeah, they say? So, no, it's decent. It, it sounds like very sounds dirty like food. Ui uh, is Mark Ronson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Probably what's spurred him on. Um, probably my, fa- uh, like I said, I've tried pretty much all of the uh, the classic burger places. Yeah. Um, meat liquor is probably my favourite. Mm-hmm. Meat liquor. Oh, okay. Meat liquor. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 Been there. It's good. And I like the inside. It's, it's nice. nice yes, yeah, it's a cool yeah. place. Yeah. Um, normally, the green chili burger in there. Love that. Loads of fresh jalapenos on there. Yeah. Um, but the chili cheese fries are something else. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, well, I, I, I know where I'm going next. Dirty fries, something. Yeah, it's really They've good. Just opened it? a new one. I'm just trying to think what it's called. Up Park Street. Um, it'll come back to me in a minute. But uh, something like Opaki or Okaki? O- o- I'll have to have a look. What for strike? Asado? Asado? Oh, Asado, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Park Row, I think? Park Row. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere I want to try. Yeah. Um, fish and chips. Would have to be salt and malt. Have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, pizza? <clears throat> oh. It would definitely be the uh, the pie shop. The Casamia's okay. place. Okay. Is that on Wapping Wolf? Uh, it's not far from there, yeah. So it's literally... Casamia. have got their flagship there, restaurant. Yeah. They've got the pie shop, which is their pizza restaurant. Sourdough base, you know, it's just like incredible. And then they've got the tapas actually next door to it. Right. So all three restaurants go and get a bit of everything. It's great for kids. Um, I'm so hungry now. And the, pe- <laughs> the pizzas are seriously good. Can I tell you why? <laughs> and the best pizza. Yeah. It might be in a drunken state. Pizza Palace, the bottom of, <laughs> <laughs> bottom of Park Street. Yeah, I used to walk in. That might be the fifteen points you've had before. At two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, pizza, when it's just soaked in fat. It just goes through the machine, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. As a big fan of tapas, can I ask where your favourite place for tapas is in Bristol? Uh, again, probably Paco's Tapas. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. Is that, so is that is it in Westbury? Their base. Westbury no, no, no. Oh. Just, just literally. It's by Walk and Walk. Yeah. Oh, is it the place at the top of a top of this? It's in the old. It's in the. No, it's in the old hospital. So yeah, they, that's where Casimir have moved you know where, to. The Ostrich okay. Pub. Yeah, it's right by that. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, Paco, the, the dad is Spanish. Yeah. So he's got you know a very strong influence on that place. But yeah, the food's fantastic. They cook over coals in there. You know, they do it the traditional way, and um, yeah, it's really really good food. Um, Sunday roast. See, a lot of people have been telling me about Somerset House. Okay. So I've not had a chance to get out there yet. Where is that? Um, up in Clifton Village. Okay. So that's supposed to be pretty decent. The Ox does... That used to be, um, well, it's probably still is a pub. Yeah, it's it? a yeah. pub, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but probably my favourite place, the Ox. Okay. On Corn Street. Yep. Uh, there's one up on White Ladies Road as well. There is. The Ox do fantastic roast dinners. Very good. Um, actually, no, I don't know why I'm promoting the Ox in the stake of that. <laughs> we'll leave that there. Um, and completely off, off food... Your favourite Bristolian slang? Ooh, it's got to be Gert Lush. Yeah, your few, <laughs> few typical ones. <laughs> um, before we move off on to our Room of Doom and Rich's rant, which is, um, I'm sure, going to be a massive highlight, um, you've been on TV recently with Lorraine talking about your blogs and your and your vitiligo. Yeah. Um, so that was on, I think, last week, wasn't it? It was, She yeah, actually interviewed yeah. you about that and nothing yeah. about food. No, it was, it was a little bit of want... a strange scenario, actually, to be... Did, did you actually approach her and say, oh, I've got something to talk about? No, or no, what? basically, uh, it started off... Um, I started a blog back in February, and it was supposed to be very 
food related. I kind of wanted to get a few little tales out, you know, about the adventures that myself and my daughter have. You know, we, we go out and, you know, she's quite adventurous with her food, but I think you have to kind of push kids yeah. to, to have that adventurous side to them. something different, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was 100% just to be meant, you know, to kind of be heavily food-orientated. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just went off on a totally different tangent. And mm. I started writing off about different aspects of my life. And they were the ones that were getting all of the hits, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it kind of dawned on me. Maybe people want to find out a little bit more about me other than cook. the cook. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the vitiligo thing was something that I've uh, I've had all my life. And it, mm. for any listeners out there who don't know what vitiligo is, um, it's basically a condition that it's, it's to do with your immune system and it kills off the, the pigmentation in your skin. So I've got large areas of my body which are completely white, mm. you know, and I'm quite kind of dark-skinned. Yeah. Anyway, you know, so it kind of looks like I've got a pair of white gloves on, you know? So it's um, it's a condition that actually affects, I think, around 75 million people worldwide, but because it's something that doesn't kill... Yeah, my mum's got it. Yeah, on her okay, hands and right. So I've got other friends with it as well. And was it was that Michael Jackson had that as well? Michael Jackson, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, there's a famous model, no, it's a female model. Yeah. So there's there's it's a quite... there's a supermodel called uh, Winnie oh, yeah. Winnie Harlow. Yeah. And I think it's starting to get a little bit more attention now mm. because so many people actually suffer with with the condition, you know, and and it does affect people's self esteem, their confidence. Mm. You know, I, I've been quite lucky. You know, I've. I've had it since I was a kid, so it's it's not something that's suddenly ever really bothered me. Mm. You know, I, I'm obviously conscious of it, um, but I, I wrote the blog about it, and the Lorraine bosses and producers said, right, said oh, we'd like you to come yeah. on to to come and chat about it." And it was funny, like because you don't anticipate that something is gonna make much difference to other people's lives just telling your story yeah um but yeah the response was incredible um not only to the blog but to the the tv appearance as well because i suppose you know it's it's in this kind of i don't think i'm a celebrity by any stretch of the imagination do you know what i mean but when it seemed to be someone in the public eye yeah coming up and kind of flagging up their their flaws and people associate with that and and they kind of think you know, they, they listen to the story and it's like, well, yeah. okay, this is the way that they're dealing with it. Yeah. And, you know, it just maybe sort of changes people's conceptions on, on how, rather than letting that, you know, kind of lead yeah. their life in every decision, you know... It's when just people see, see someone, as you say, in the public eye, suffering with that same condition, or suffering, but you know what I mean, um, it just always makes it acceptable. People and, relate to it. Yeah, exactly. they could They can relate to the story and they can say, well, it hasn't held held him back or her back yeah. so maybe it should stop holding me back and yeah. Yeah. it's just a you know it's, it's I guess if it even touches one person you've, it, it's you a know win, what? If, if exactly if it, I had so many amazing messages mm. of people you know and, and even you know I've kind of responded to parents the kids have got the condition and they're struggling with that acceptance you know what it's like in school yeah. you know like I used, to get, I used to get called in all sorts of names like Karan's was one of my favourites, but you know, <laughs> um, that was one of the better ones. Um, but you know, like I'd, I'd, I'd always try to res- respond to to the messages and you know send little messages of support to the kids and just let them know, you know, it's, it's going to be all right. Like you know, it's kind of it makes it makes us unique and, yeah. and different. 
Um, but I think you know we, we do have to start embracing the things that make us different. Yeah, you know, yeah. and the the blogging is that something you're gonna obviously carry on carry on doing? And how yeah, how can yeah. people find that? Blog? Yeah, so the, the the blog's really taken off, um, and I'm actually finding it very therapeutic and mm. in a way to kind of get bits and pieces out there and um i'm such a private person as well so it really surprises me sometimes you know the things that i end up writing about but mm. i think it's not so much i kind of bottle things up but i've, I've really found find it an amazing outlet for myself yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah the, the blog's kind of it's got all sorts of different things you know from parenting to to food to to aspects like the vitiligo and mm. stuff like that but you can find the blog at my website which is deanedwards.co.uk um, so you go into there scroll through you'll, you'll find the blog through that but um, I always post links on, on all of my social media yeah. so Twitter Facebook Instagram all of those at Dean Edwards Chef all the big ones okay right well um, let Rich have a rant now um, Rich has got uh, got something lined up so it's a regular segment on our show is Rich's rant and as I said to Dean before before we start recording Rich is a professional ranter so uh, what have you got for us uh, today Rich it is men who wear three quarter length trousers <laughs> right okay right hey, it should, they should even be inventing for men anyway no grown man just just no grown man should be wearing three quarter length trousers, usually with a pair of sandals, maybe a pair of socks thrown in for good measure. Or crocs. Yeah, crocs, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's either hot, so you wear shorts, yeah. or it's not hot, you wear trousers. <laughs> I don't understand what the middle, what it's getting you. Well, the weather is By keeping your lower shin yeah. a bit uh, breezy. Okay. okay. So my father-in-law dared to wear a pair once. Right. I ripped into him. Yeah, he could be never warm again. <laughs> I just told him, what, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> you know, you're, you're in your 60s, something is... Yeah. It shouldn't be allowed. So they shouldn't be made. They shouldn't be made for men. And if you do get pit pair on, look in the mirror. Can you still get them? I've, I've seen them around. You and they're usually cargo based, aren't they, as well? You can still find them. Aren't they? Use that, use that material, aren't they? The big pockets, <laughs> things like that. So, yeah, so that's my rant. Do not wear three quarter length trousers. Okay. Um, so, Rich is quite, quite um, as you can tell, quite passionate about mm. some things like this. He also doesn't like people wearing flip flops if they're not at the beach, which I've got or a bit of a problem with. Jeans and flip flops are even worse. Or yeah. jeans, flip-flops, well. jeans, flip-flops, yeah. t-shirt, and a big woolly hat. One of those hats that fall down the back of your neck. Yeah. Those grey ones that don't even cover your head. They show you Justin Bieber fringe. Yeah, I, I think they're probably going for you know fashion you trends over... Uh, you wore flip-flops to a city match. Yeah, what's all that? If we ever score, like we sometimes do, you get your feet trod on. It's, concrete, it's a concrete jungle football ground. Why are you wearing flip-flops? Just for comfort, really. I, oh, right, I, like, I like to have a bit of air going across the top of my feet. Uh, it's just any sign of sun, you get your flip flops out. Yeah. And well, usually, pretty, pretty much skull cap. Pretty much. On backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's to protect the back of my neck from the sun. Uh, no other reason. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I am a big promoter of wearing flip flops in all weathers. Um, Dean, any views on uh, flip flops? Um, I don't tend to wear them that often, to Good be man. honest with you. I don't actually find them comfortable. No, so you know, you got you got to you got to you clench your toes up to hold them in. <laughs> you got to take a pair on holiday. Yeah. Um, I don't like my feet getting cold, to be totally honest. No. So. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, not Fine. for me. I think if I was going to go on holiday in the showers, what? Pair of sliders, you know what I mean? When you put your foot in. Oh what? Um, yeah, Sliders, whatever. Yeah. Sandals. I've seen a lot of girls wearing those out in like yeah, they're, they're out back and about in, in town yeah, and stuff like that. In. You know what I mean? Yeah, again, yeah, time only, and place only, for, only for a certain time. Okay. All right. So um, if you if you wear basically if you wear three quarter length trousers near rich, just 
Be careful. Yeah. Just be write, careful. If you can write in and tell me if you wear them, because I just want to come around and ridicule you. Okay. How can they write in, Mike? Um, FreePIAPC at gmail.com. Yeah. And are we on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? I think as uh, all the big ones, yeah. Yeah. But um, what's our Twitter handle? Sake. I don't know. At FreePIAPC. Correct. It's not the catchiest one, is it? Can we no. Probably not now. No. A bit late, isn't it? Okay. No one listens anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> three, three, <laughs> three peeps in a podcast on Facebook um, yeah. as well. Also Instagram. Send photos of you and be wearing them. <laughs> yeah, if you could, so that Rich can lambast you. It's like those pages on Facebook where, was it, you roast me or something, and you send a picture of yourself, and they just, yeah. uh, t- just go nuts. You could do that with people with... Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back to food. Roast. <laughs> um, okay, so it's now time for our Room of Doom which I explained to Dean before is basically Room 101 with a twist. It, the twist is just the name. Um, yeah, he brought it back, didn't he? Frank Skinner. Um, so we go to Dean last to give you uh, time to hone in on that. So, Mike, do you want to go first? So this is uh, your entry for the Room of Doom. Um, my entry is fun-sized chocolate bars. Okay. They're not fun. Too small? Actually, well, normal chocolate bars now, if you buy a four-pack, oh, we went to Aldi once, yeah, only been once, the four-size ones, they were 89p for four, which, oh, that's a good deal, Aldi are doing well. Mm. You actually, you push on the packet and you see the normal size, they're pretty much fun size anyway. Right. Okay. But, um, yeah, the name's just well, ironic. I will say, I think they're called fun size because they're aimed at kids, not for grown men. Yeah, but then the child eats a whole packet anyway, it doesn't, you know. He's yeah, fun, really. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, he does this, he always does this because so he, he wants to put your mind makes you think that mine is he also does Frank Skinner does this he argues the other way doesn't he got to yeah right so they're called fun size because they're for kids okay how about is that the same as snack size ones does that exist does it I I just thought it was fun size (laughs) shouldn't do anyway little Freddos yeah but how much do we know? Actually, that, that should be someone's the price yeah. of Freddy's. Yeah. That should go in the room of Dean. Used to be 10p, did not it? Used to be. Yeah. Used to be. Yeah. What a lovely little treat that was for 10p. Well, they know. Oh, about a quid. 25? Yeah. 25. Disgraceful. Tell you what, well. No, I'm going to keep mine. I have to do no, that. No, you have to keep no, it. You can't change yeah. that because I proved you wrong. Yeah, exactly. We haven't proved me wrong, have you? <laughs> have you? Uh, <laughs> right, Rich, what have you got? Um, champagne. Champagne? It's a Ponzi drink, isn't it? The <laughs> <laughs> People drink it. I don't know if you know one actually likes it. They drink it because they feel they have to, like, oh, I had a bit of champagne last night. It's just bubbles that disappear in your throat. 27,000 bottles consumed at Wimbledon yeah. so far. For the sake of it. <laughs> so do you hate Prosecco as so well? So it's a Ponzi drink that no one actually likes, drunk for the sake of it. Champagne. Okay. Hey, Prosecco is... Like, I guess oh. you're steaming, though. Yeah, but it's a wine, isn't it, Prosecco? It's, it's champagne's no, 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 a wine. Prosecco yeah. is the Italian version of champagne. Yeah, but it's and, more and Carvo is the Spanish version. But it seems more liquidy. Champagne is... <laughs> champagne just seems... More liquidy. <laughs> Champagne just seems to me. That is a professional term. <laughs> champagne is a wine producer oh, in the champagne the region of, of France. Champagne, before it even hit your throat, just disappears in bubbles. Okay. So, champagne, or champagne drinkers who have to name drop it out loud in the office. What, oh, I had champagne last night. Champagne for yeah, everybody. It is. <laughs> okay, champagne. What have you got for us, Dean? <laughs> Actually, no, I'll leave you. I'll go, I'll go on, next. Um, so, again, mine is very specific. Um, we, so I work in an office and we do a lot of conference calls and when you join the call, now you're joining the call, Patrick, Patrick Warner. Um, so you start a call at three o'clock, let's say, and then you start talking if you're chairing the call. 3.01, now joining, someone joins late. 3.02, they join late. So it's basically people that join late to conference calls because every time they join, they're announced into the call and you have to go back to the start of the call and say, right, we've just been covering X, Y, and Z. So if you're ever on a conference call with me, if you're going to dine in late, don't bother. 
basically. So saying, it's not lateness. And you said I can't vote for myself. Huh? So I have to vote for one of those two. Well, hang on. We'll oh, see what, hey, should we just say that? Dean is the winner before <laughs> he says his. <laughs> There will be people listening who suffer from, from that. But so, yeah, it's not lateness, it's no, lateness late. into. I'm not? Stuff. Never, never late. I used, to, I used to give them a lift to work and I used to just set aside your eyes for ages. Yes, because I knew it winds you up. Yeah, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dean, what have we got for right, us? Okay, see, I'm a bit of an unfair advantage, a disadvantage here, even. Yeah. yeah. Because. Well, at least you know you're finished second if you didn't win. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> It won't be the first time. <laughs> um, it's all linked, it's all linked. <laughs> now, you guys might have said this in the past on one of your other 49 podcasts. Yeah. But some words need to go into the room of doom. Words, okay. And I've got two. And they are moist. <laughs> it says what it is, doesn't it? And holly bobs. Holly bobs. <laughs> when, 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 when people just pipe up on their social media and say oh I'm off on my holly bobs I say it's easier to say holiday yeah. Yeah. just don't say that so anyone that says that gets unfollowed okay. I'm with you on holly bobs so not yeah. so sure about moist I use moist to annoy people because I know they hate it holly bobs I've never, thought, I've never yeah. thought it annoyed people to be honest yeah moist it's so, like, like made up words like is it bay <clears throat> is it oh, bay yeah. does it mean babe bay, yeah. just put the extra b in you're you're not, you're not what's this new word that they've created on um, I happen to have been watching Love Island oh, oh, okay. for, we go. because my wife loves it um, but is it melt? That's a joke. That muggy. Yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, muggy. Jerry, I don't know. Melt. Me- yeah. Is it melt? Jimmy Redknapp's been sent out for years you on Big of Their Own. How would you spell it? M E L T. Melt. I just melt. Like, like yeah, you melt. But Shut up, you melt. What it's is a cockney that? thing, isn't it? Is, things are, is it? Yeah, I think so. Right, okay. Asset thing, is it? You Google it now. All right, okay. So we've got late conference calls. We've got. Um, what was fun size, fun size chocolate bars. bars. We've got <laughs> people who wear three quarter lengths, and we've got the words moist. I champagne. Yeah, champagne. Champagne. Oh, that was your ramp, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So sorry, champagne. Thanks, Dean. It's the losing option of champagne. Yeah. yeah. Champagne and um, the words bobs. moist and holly bobs. Okay. Well, I'm going to start the vote. And. <laughs> I don't actually like champagne myself. Exactly. But so that's, that's the reason to vote for it then. But no, hang on. Oh, I've got a bit of butter. But it serves a purpose. What? Great for um, special occasions. Even though I don't particularly like it, if someone's celebrating something, I'll happily have a glass of champagne to for toast. The sake of it. To toast. Um, not sure about snack size. So surprisingly, I'm going to go for the word holly bobs. So that's half a vote for, for Dean because moist I'm, I'm happy with. Uh, Mike? Yeah, well, yours is too specific. Yeah. I don't care about what that. Is, what is champagne. Champagne. Well, champagne, if you take away champagne, then you're just going to annoy about a tenth of the population of France. Well, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a French that's a wine. That's a winner. Shut so <laughs> Dean wins. Just for holly bobs. Forget about moist because people hate that. So I, I enjoy another using half it. point there. <laughs> You might as well, well vote what, me as well. Yeah, I mean. Whatever Dean has said, <laughs> I would have voted for Dean over your two. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so Dean, I've actually won something for once. Well, Dean, I've voted, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could, could, can't vote for himself, so which, right. are, which are the three? Yeah, Dean. <laughs> well, I quite like... I don't think you go for any conference calls, do you? A bit of fizz. But you also like chocolate. I do <laughs> like chocolate, food. but... Um, you like a proper size chocolate, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think get fat. that's a bit. <laughs> They've stopped doing king size, haven't they? Now it's duo. So basically, it's the same amount but split into two. And they just leave a big gap in the middle. Yeah. So, yeah. They're just crafty. That's, yeah. that's what you should have voted for crafty chocolate makers. 
Yeah, or stitch, what, I, what, I, what I mentioned about the Audi ones, yeah, they they just didn't change it to that. Well, it's too late. Dean's won, but <laughs> <laughs> but you pay a pound. Well, say you pay fifty p for a chocolate bar. Two years ago, it'd be that big. Now it's that big. But they don't mention the size. It goes down by a couple of grams or something. But instead of making it look like and they're they, going to they charge you more it, money, they, they blame it on reducing the sugar intake. Yeah, yeah. you know, no, it's not. Or they're you're making say, they after a while, save money. When you got used to this small bit, they say, oh, and 20% free, which is now back up to the yeah, size yeah. it was 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. so you're, marketing, you're gaining. Marketing. Yeah. Scum. So I'm voting for the fun size. Okay, so in first place, not second place, is Dean Edwards. Congratulations. <laughs> um, there, there's, a, there's a gift. Um, <laughs> not used. We'll be presenting that to you at a later date. Who's in second place? Um, there's no second place. There is no second place. There's only one. No one remembers who came in yeah. second. <laughs> no, yeah, we don't, we don't celebrate I'll second. I'll be successful yeah. further down the line. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we're coming up to the magical hour mark now, so we're bringing things to a close, but just very quickly, anyone watching anything decent on demand or Netflix at the moment they want to recommend? What have you been up to? I went to Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, saw quite a few good bands. Good, great weekend. Yeah. Uh, it. Surely the killers are the highlight. Killers, yeah, I got in, got in the tent for that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. I'll get to class from me one day. Any recommendations? Have you ever seen Boys Own? <laughs> Backstreet Boys? Don't they go there? No. Uh, no. Uh, not on Netflix, no. The only thing I would recommend, which no one's going to watch, is The Life Swap Adventures on BBC Two. Life Swap? Life Swap. Oh. Yeah, so you've got like uh, a rancher from Texas and a, oh, okay. a taxi driver from Devon. Yeah. And they've both got something in common. So a bit like Life Swap. Life swap. Yeah, they've so got so. something in common. Yeah. So they, yeah. they swap lives. Yeah, they live with that wife. So essentially, it's Wife Swap. Life yeah, and Wife Swap. Decent. It's good. not, though, is it? Dean? Much going on? Uh, yeah. So I watched a very good documentary the other day. It was the uh, documentary Eddie Hall Strongman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched that. That was really cool. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed that. <coughs> I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, <laughs> but you're contractually based. You're yeah, it's ITV. You've got to get to Love Island. Like in Love Island, no? Love Love Island. Oh, no, I it. Yeah, Love Island, decent. But I'll tell you my favourite show. Yeah. I don't know, um, the British version might be a little bit annoyed at this. MasterChef Australia mm-hmm. is oh, yeah, by far and away the best cooking show on TV. Yeah. Is there a new series on currently? There's one at the moment, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not new, it's, it's an older one yeah. for us, but Have yeah. you watched the US one as well, Gordon Ramsay? No. It's too over the top, don't bother, yeah. The Aussie one, honestly. Just be clear, that is not a recommendation. (laughs) It's an anti recommendation. Yeah, the Aussie one's the best one. Aussie one. Always watch out, yeah. Brilliant. Right, Um, I think we'll draw it to a close there. Um, Thank you very much, Dean, for coming down, celebrating our 50th episode. Thank you for having me. Um, And. Yeah, as I say, we are live from Stick of the Art, so please come down and... Uh, That's the third, third time you said that. <laughs> third time. Did I mention about the cruise company as well? Yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're on a cruise, go Cruise Bristol, get in touch with us, I can oh. put you in touch with those guys. Yeah, um, now yeah, you've come to mention it. Um, but yeah, we'll draw it to a close there. Say so thanks for coming down, Dean. Um, say goodbye, Mike. Say goodbye, Rich. Uh, goodbye, Rich. Goodbye, everyone. I look forward to episode 51. Yeah, which will be coming soon. Can we go and get some ice cream now? Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely starving. I might go up and more <laughs> cargo too. Thanks, everyone. Um, like and share on um, Facebook and Twitter, and we'll be in touch soon. You like Cheers. Dean to say goodbye? Or? Oh, Dean, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I had a, one final question, actually. Oh, oh there we go. Is Lorraine, the is Lorraine really as it. nice as she seems? <laughs> do you know what? Funnily enough, that is the question 
I get asked more than any other. Question number five, but I missed it. Yeah, you shouldn't miss that one. Do you know what she is? Yeah. She's absolutely lovely. It is your good Uh, laugh when you go out uh, to a place that sells alcohol. Well, do you know what? That's the thing. Because they're always up very early, they make an appearance Mm. because I suppose they've got to to show their face. Mm. But then they're clever enough to go home and like slip off into myself the, uh, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, 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 they slide away craftily um, but she's got to be but, yeah, she, do you know one what of the she, nicest people on TV you don't, you, don't, you don't get to work in television for over 30 years like she has if you're not a nice person you yeah. know and she's got that ability to make any guest no matter what they're on the show talking about it could be something really heartbreaking it yeah. could be something fun it could At be ease. yeah She's got that thing about it. She just makes people feel comfortable. Mm. And, you know, you can't buy that, can you? Yeah, that's a skill. Yeah, so, yeah, she's fantastic. Excellent. So Lorraine is lovely. I can tell my mum she watches it every morning, so she would be okay. excited. Excellent. Very excited when I said we're meeting you. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Take care. Cheers. 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 Bye.